Bill Simmons hosts the most downloaded sports podcast of all time with a rotating crew of celebrities, athletes, media staples, and a slew of other friends and family members who always happen to be available. Check out the Bill Simmons podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2. We got a special one this week. That's right, man. That's right. We're we're uh, dropping in some two a days here um, as we speed towards summer. And by two a days, I really mean two a week. Two a weeks. Two a weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we'll, we'll continue to have our regular episodes Thursday mornings, but we are also uh, recording a second episode to provide some additional outstanding content. And today, see. We get to chat with um, a man who Yankees fans are in love with right now, and, and we hope they always are. Uh, but the the uh, catcher for the New York Yankees, Kyle Higashioka. And Kyle, I'm thinking, is this were you part of our group when we did the Game of Thrones roundtable, or is this your R2C2 debut? Oh, this is my debut. I I remember when you guys did it though, and I I was I was big in the Thrones, and I was. A, a little sad I wasn't No, it. you know what? I remember, <laughs> I remember walking back into the clubhouse like, damn, we should have had Higgy on that shit. <laughs> we definitely should have had Higgy on the Game of Thrones episode. Well, especially because, remember, Tommy got Tommy really quiet. Tommy froze, bro. Tommy like, was super shy. He didn't say a fucking word on the pod. It, like, it, it disappointed me, to be honest. We got to get him back on, maybe. But, like, you definitely could have killed it for Tommy because we know you're big in the Thrones. When we walked back in the clubhouse, I was like, damn. Higgy should have been on that, man. But it's all good. We got him on now. That's right, man. That's <laughs> I think, right. I think like the the first my first interaction with Talkman when we traded for him was like talking about Game of Thrones theories. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I gotta ask you this. I know I've been uh, I, I checked the the Premier League standings. You know, uh, this morning Liverpool is kind of in the middle of the pack right now. That's got you sad. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're uh, not very good this year. <laughs> I mean, they've been the the defense has been kind of decimated by injuries. Van Dyke is is huge, him being out, but it's it's just not been not been great this year. Yeah, so you know, you know my bandwagon. I jumped ship for Man United when uh, when Lukaku <laughs> left. So now I'm all PSG. I got PSG everything. I'm all yeah. PSG. So I I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. We don't need more Man United fans. <laughs> <laughs> what, what made you a Liverpool fan, Higgy? You know, I I started watching soccer and and I don't I don't even know why. I just had this weird urge to and I got really into it and started playing the FIFA games too. And so I was kind of like searching for, you know, what what team am I going to like cuz I can't I can't just like watch with no skin in the game. So it's, it was like I started watching all these things on YouTube and saw a bunch of Steven Gerrard clips where he's like scoring from 40 yards out every time. And and then I saw the highlights of the 2005 Champions League final where they came back from three, nothing down to tie it in the second half and then one on penalties. And they were just like extreme underdogs too. So then I was like, okay, I think this is the, this is the squad. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. Napoli is my team, Higgy. So we have. Oh, nice. Yeah. We. Wh- when do we play Liverpool in the Champions League? Was it 
two years ago. It was like now? it was. I think it was last year and two years ago. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was the COVID. COVID just messes up my like sports calendar memory, especially <laughs> especially with soccer, like especially with football, like European yeah. football. It's it's all messed up now for it's, me. It, it's all messed up, man. It's all messed up, Kyle. How does it feel to be hitting home runs at this incredible rate? My goodness, man. You're, you're, <laughs> you're bashing. You're bopping right now. How, how do you feel at the plate at this point in the season? We're, we're talking uh, on May 10th here. I feel good. I mean, I felt horrible in spring training. And <laughs> I was kind of, as bad as it sounds, I was kind of glad that I didn't play for the first few games of the season because, <laughs> like, I I needed some time to, like, figure stuff out. I mean, I... I I faced I faced some of our guys in in you know those early season sim games when we were trying to get like guys some innings, and I must have had like ten at bats and like nine strikeouts, and it was like <laughs> it was going really bad. And you know, luckily some clicked like right before the first game, and and you know I I think I hit I hit uh, a double off Wade LeBlanc or something, and then. You know, since then, it's just kind of everything came together. So I was, I was pretty lucky about that. What are like your little cues when things are going good? Like what, what, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what can make you get off or what, what makes you start clicking where you start feeling like you're feeling right now? Well, the, the tricky thing is it, it like changes every year. So one year, like, you know, last year I felt like my posture needed to be very like upright. And somehow that like cleaned up my swing path and, and that was getting me to go really good at the end of last year. And then going into spring training, that was like causing me to, that same feeling was causing me to just roll over everything and pop up. And now I feel like I'm more bent over at the plate and now I'm, you know, back to being locked in. So that's, that's the the trick about like hitting for me is like every year it's, it's kind of something different. That is the craziest thing to me about hitting. I was literally playing golf the other day and I was talking um, with my dad and I was playing with his two friends and we were just talking about how easily things can shift. And I was saying, that's the thing I miss the least about playing baseball is that like, I would literally, you go from like being, and I'm just talking about playing in high school, right? But like you go from like, I'm 10 for my last 15 Oh, something changed ever so slightly in my hands. Now I'm O for my last 15. And it, and it can happen like that. And then you're like, you're trying to get your mind right. I mean, Kyle, how do you do it? How do you stay sane as a hitter, man, dealing with all this? <laughs> I mean, that is, that is the toughest part about this game, I think, is, is the hitting. Um, I mean, for me, it's just, it's always like you have to stay in this mindset where you know you're going to be successful even when every every sign is pointing to like you not doing well yeah. <laughs> you know you're swinging at bad pitches you're popping up or you know chasing a bunch of crap like you still have to keep the positive mindset or else you'll just dig yourself deeper into a hole so i mean i know there was like a video of kutch uh like gassing himself up after today. Homer grounding <laughs> yeah, the bases, <laughs> and like I don't, I don't know what kind of reception it got, but I was like, I was like, man, that's like the exact mindset you have to have, or else, like if you don't, if if you don't constantly have that that mindset, then then you're liable to go into just a tailspin. Have you seen this video, Ruko? Just like that, baby. Like I said, I'm the best. Come on, let's go. 
I I've seen some kind of like meme, but I didn't I didn't really fully examine it. Yeah, yeah, I'm the best. I'm right here on the base. I told I'm the best. Let's go. But like Hig, like for you, like where does that come from? Because I know like your journey to the big leagues, like it's been a crazy one. Like they made you do every. You went to every level and maybe twice to some level. You know what I'm saying? Like how did like when did yeah like when did that that positive mind? You always had that or like because. Like, you would come to spring training and not get at bats. You would just come to catch. You know what I'm saying? Like, like your journey was crazy, man. So, like, you have to have that positive mindset. Like, when did that start? I didn't have that uh, my first few years. I think, I think, you know, 2010 spring training, I walk in the clubhouse and the, the guys in the big league roster are you, Posada, Jeter, A-Rod, Teixeira, Cano. <laughs> and I'm like, well, how am I gonna? How am I supposed to make this team one day when these guys are all like all star slash Hall of Famers? Uh, you know, so I I was like, I w- mentally I I don't think I had what it took at that point. But you know, a few years in, I I, I tried to kind of flip the the script as far as my mental approach, and and you know, I just kind of sold out to what I thought was was right in my, uh, my swing and, and try to keep, you know, that, that positive mindset, like, you know, that I belong and that I should, I, you know, I should be advancing because I know I can, I know I can play at the higher levels. Um, and that, that was a big thing for me. So, and my wife helped a lot with that too. Cause like anytime I'd like kind of show or voice any concerns or doubts, she'd be like, what are you talking about? Like you're, you're a good player. Like you should, you should be never saying that about yourself. Yeah. I mean, and even like us as vets, we would even like see it because you fit in as a teammate way easy. Like as soon as you walk into the big league clubhouse, it was easy to talk to like, you know, me and you got along great. You got along with everybody really, really easy. But it would, we would just see that you weren't getting the opportunities that you should get, you know, like as far as like you would be on the road catching when like the minor league team is down playing, like, what is Higgy doing with us? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you need to be getting that bat. So, like, it's crazy because, like, the guys that I talk to, all the guys that I played with, whether it was AJ or, you know, you named Teixeira, Cano, like, we always, always rooted for you. So, like, to watch you do what you're doing now is 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 awesome, man. Like, it's just so much fun to be able to, to see you go out and hit three home runs off David Price. And, like, you know, you starting <laughs> playoff games and stuff. Like, bro, that shit fires us up because I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Uh, I, I appreciate that. That that means a lot coming from you guys, because definitely as a young player, like I looked up to you guys a ton, and and you know just when I first walked into the clubhouse, I didn't think I'd be kind of in your guys' shoes where where you were. So it's it's pretty cool. You know, there's so much uh, just from you know these initial um, you know back and forth that like has my mind spinning. I want to ask you, Kyle, and and I think it's so fun for us to get into um, just real quick for. For people who aren't familiar, even even for Yankees fans listening who obviously know Kyle, but maybe aren't totally familiar with his journey and what C was alluding to in the minor leagues, you know, Kyle was drafted in 2008, and Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong about anything I'm about to say, but drafted in 2008 by the Yankees and was in the minor league system 08, 09, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 
16 finally made it to the that's a long ass time that's a long ass time guys long ass time now you're drafted out of high school if i remember correctly right kyle you went to the yankees out of high school yeah so you're young you're 18 but um and then finally made the big leagues in 2017 which i have to ask you about that and and the start because it will speak to your mental fortitude as well (laughs) but but i'm just wondering first to just just wanted to put that context in the audience's mind as they listen to you but to, to just spin back to what you just said about how your wife kind of giving you that confidence, is there any one particular conversation or one year or moment that you think of most where you were really able to adopt that change in mentality and, and where it finally like stuck with you and you've been able to carry it since? I think the off season between 15 and 16 was, was pretty big for me. Um, me and, and Trumbo were both kind of working on some swing issues that year. Uh, cause back then we were working out together in Southern California. And so, you know, I kind of went all in on, on changing my swing to a, you know, kind of having a, a little uppercut and not necessarily like trying to launch balls in the air, but I just, I went back to my like Ted Williams theory of like, you know, biggest margin for error is to match the plane of the pitch with the, you know, your bat plane. So it's like, you have just more chances to hit the ball solidly. And so I, I went all in on that and, you know, we were just working on it. And, and I mean, I think Mark could, could see it pretty, pretty well that it was, it was really coming along and, you know, he was just kind of telling me like, make sure you stick with this. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be big. Was that the year you were in double A? Were you in double A that year? Yeah, I went to double A and then triple A halfway through the year. Yeah, so that was got called up. Yeah, so that was the year I saw you early in the year. You hit a ball and it was in Trenton. I was like, holy shit. Like Higgy's (laughs) Higgy's coming to the big leagues. I like I remember I remember seeing you early. It was either in spring training or early in that season. And I was like, oh shit, like, like Higgy's hitting balls hard. Like it was doubles, (laughs) it was homers, it was like you know, it was what you see now. Like, I, like I, yeah. I really remember, like, seeing that transformation. Yeah, I mean, what I didn't realize, because my goal going into the season was, like, okay, I just I just want to hit 300. Like, I've never hit higher than, like, 250 or something. And that was back in, like, short season. So I just want to hit 300. If I get to double-digit homers, that'll be, like, an unbelievable success for me. Because everyone was like, oh, your defense is good enough, or you, you just have to hit a little bit. And then you'll make it. But I mean, now looking back, I know you, you got to hit a lot to make you gotta it. You got to hit a lot. No matter who you are. No matter who you are, you got to hit a lot. Yeah, that's funny, man. Well, it worked out that year for you in 2016. So it would be the season after uh, that kind of, you know, adjustment between 15, 16, between AA and AAA. You hit, you had an 847 OPS. You had a 276 batting average. You had 21 homers, 81 ribbies. Interestingly, you were just talking about Mark Trumbo. That was the offseason before he ended up leading the league in homers. He hits 47 homers then in 2016 to lead the league. How did you guys get linked up, Kyle? Uh, I read, I read this like ESPN article back in maybe 11 or 12. Uh, just saying like, you know, where Hank Conger is working out at, like, I think my dad sent it to me, you know, cause I, I knew Hank from high school and we played against each other and, you know, he was just like, Hank was just an amazing player. So he was like, Oh, you, 
you should check out like this guy that Hank works out with, you know, maybe text Hank and see if you could, you know, go for a trial run or whatever. And so it was, it was me, Hank, Mark, Joe Kelly, and, um, one of Mark's friends, uh, Pat Afif, who was a, he was a semi-pro football player. Um, but yeah, and and our trainer was, his name is Dave Constant. Um, but yeah, I, I started working out with them and it was, it, it seemed like a great fit. You know, I, I liked the workouts and, and so we worked out together as that group for probably like five or six off seasons. So when you go and you're, cause see, you're talking about seeing Kyle years before that at spring training. Oh catching yeah. I people, mean, I right? think, I think the first time me and Hickey met was probably like 2010. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. nine, 2010 was your first big league camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 2010. So at that point, are you, when you're in camp, are you catching guys like CC, Andy, AJ? Are you, are you catching those kind of dudes? I, I distinctly remember the first time I caught CC and I was like really, really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you just don't want to mess it up uh, as, a, as a young kid. You don't want like CC to come back to like the pitching coach and be like, man, who the heck was catching me? Like this guy, <laughs> never let this guy catch me again. You know what it is though? And I always feel sorry for those guys because they bring them from across the street. It's like eight in the morning. Like is I don't want to be there. I know they don't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? And then they want they expect us to go out there and throw hard as shit. Like these guys are nervous as hell. Like, yeah, I mean, no, it's not a good situation for anybody. And Larry yeah. wants you to throw a bullpen at 7 30 in the morning. Like it's fucking seven o'clock at, at Yankee Stadium in the middle of December. <laughs> right. Like it's one thing for you to in twenty seventeen, after you've gone through your minor league wars or whatever, you get to the big leagues, you could still be nervous to catch someone like CeCe, right? If you're like starting your big league career. But it's an entirely different thing to have to catch these dudes when you're nineteen years old, you're twenty years old, and you're just starting your minor league journey. I mean, you're, you're just starting your professional journey. I could imagine that's gotta be so nerve wracking. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was, it was definitely like, you know, I was at just intensity level 11, um, <laughs> every time I went over there and caught somebody, especially like CC or Pettit or even Mariano. But I think it speaks to how good of a catcher he was though. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like that's how good of a catcher he was defensively, even that early. Where like he you can you can bring him and he could catch, like he could catch bullpens and nobody would, you know, it would nobody would make a difference. So he could catch in the bullpen all day. And that's what I'd be like, man, that's kind of, I, I would get mad. I'd be like, this is fucked up. Like he's really, he's a really good catcher. Yeah. I mean, we don't, but we don't need him down here catching spring training bullpens. Like, let the kid go hit and play. You know what I'm saying? Like. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. So, so see, you weren't saying like, "Yo, get this guy out of here." I can't. No, I, he, I, he, he can't he, handle. He was my always a great catcher. No, yeah. he always could catch, and I think that's why even like when I got to throw to him in real games, when we became you know actual teammates, it was no problem because he had been catching me for so many fucking years. He caught me when I was really good. By the time he <laughs> caught me in the big leagues, I was terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't even the same shit. By the time we got to a big league game. <laughs> that's not true that's not true <laughs> Kyle caught you in 2010 and he's it, seeing it was, he's a, seeing it was a totally different version yeah yeah, yeah. And, then, and then in 2017 he's calling the fast boys this is different this is than not I the remember. same shit <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot different Kyle what about like well you know what I'll, I'll remember the. I wanted to ask you about velocity but, but since we're on the start of your journey I, I have to ask you about 2017 because you have you know, you have this unbelievable 2016 minor league season. 
And uh, in 2017, uh, you end up, you know, playing your way onto the Yankees. And you, I think, ended up playing nine games with the Yankees in 2017. Um, and you go 0 for 20 at the plate, right? And and look, yeah. as as the as a backup catcher or as a catcher coming up, everybody first and foremost is going to be, you know, thinking about defense, and you were bringing that. However, you know, we were just talking about the mental aspect of hitting. You're trying to get that first big league hit. It's got to be driving you crazy, man. What were you going through in 2017? We can laugh about it now because there's been plenty of hits <laughs> since. But what are you going through in 2017 when you come up, you play those nine games, you go 0 for 20, you don't get that first big league hit. Now you got to wait a whole fucking offseason with, 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 before you go and get that first big league hit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like what I said before about the mental side is like, you got to have that Kutch mentality of like, I'm the best or else <laughs> like I was feeling not, not good at the plate in, you know, in spring, the end of spring training and in AAA right before I got called up. So I was already kind of in a hole and I got called up, you know, the adrenaline takes over by then. So you got like, you got a little extra juice, but I mean, first couple games, no hits, next game, no hits, you know, and then it's like, you start to doubt like, Oh, like, can I even like get a hit? (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, I was like, am I ever going to get a hit? Like I'm, I'm getting like blown away by Carlos Martinez throwing (laughs) 99 mile an hour bowling balls. And then I got Blake Snell, you know, just, it was, it was bad mentally. It was really bad because I, I definitely, I, I lost that confidence that kind of got me there in the first place. So, um, you know, I definitely, I, I just, it, the, the toughest part was going home for the off season with zero major league hits and just being like, <laughs> like, is this ever going to happen? Like, what, what, what if they DFA me in the off season? What if they release me or something? Like, <laughs> am I going to be like the guy that goes up to the big leagues and never gets a hit? So that, Luckily, that didn't happen. And so you got, and just so the audience knows, some of you maybe you know are aware when on Baseball Reference in the midst of this conversation. But Kyle went got called up in April of 2017, which is you know why spring training was relevant. Went over 20, and then correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but you don't get back to the big leagues until late June of 2018, and then you get your first. I think your first big league hit is a home run against the Red Sox on July 1st, 2018. Yeah. 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 So I, the end of seven, like right after I got sent down pretty like a couple weeks after I got sent down, um, in 17, I, I hurt my oblique and then that turned into like a lower back issue. And it was, we were having a hard time, like kind of figuring out what was going on. So I was, I was hurt for basically the entire rest of the year in 17. So, Mm. um, luckily Luckily, I, I got it figured out in the offseason, but yeah. <laughs> hey, at least so, when you got the first hit then, you did it in style, man, with a home run and against the Red Sox. Yeah, I <laughs> I had a feeling that it was just whenever I got my first hit, it was going to be a home run yeah. because I had so much adrenaline. Like every single time I was stepping out there, I was like so, I had so much nervous and anxious energy that like, 
I was swinging probably twice as hard as I normally swing. <laughs> <laughs> but then after you hit that first home, I felt like you was going deep all the time against the Red Sox. Like, it felt like all the time. Every time you play the Red Sox, he's going to go deep. Oh, well, luckily that's the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because then you ended up with three home runs in your first four games. I mean, in the, in the four-game stretch after that. It, 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 it It's funny how getting that first one can, can get you going, right? How, how about... Kyle, like when you, when you finally, you have that moment and you've gone through the minor leagues, the way you've gone through the minor leagues. I mean, this has been as, as C was joking about, it's a long ass time like that, right? That you're in, this is a tough journey. It is, it's such a hard journey to get to major league baseball. What, what do you remember about that night then? And the aftermath of getting your first big league hit and it being a home run off David Price. The the funniest part about it was like I, you know, I obviously watched the TV broadcast of it because I, you know, you gotta kind of relive that moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funniest part about it was when after I hit it and I'm rounding the bases, they show the dugout and Cece is like laughing and having a great time and like walking towards the end to congratulate me. And I guess somebody was like, we're doing the silent treatment. And then like you see, you see the smile on CZ's face just totally go away. And he like sprints back to the other end of the deck. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. What yeah. is, you I was this, so you mad that about, I, yeah, yeah, because I was mad. I was like, no, we can't do Higgy like that. Like, yeah, I didn't want to give Higgy the silent, silent treatment. treatment man. Especially, not for, especially not for him. For anybody else, it would have been fine. But like, I was so excited. Like I was yeah. wanting to be the first one there. Yeah. So and then Gardy was like, no, 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 we gotta wait, we gotta wait. Of course, so Gardy did that. Of, of course, Gardy. But <laughs> yeah. like, no, I mean, like for us, it was it was just excitement. It was against the Red Sox. It was off David Price. Like it was a big moment. Like and then for like you know for Higgy. So it was like yeah. it was awesome. I was excited, man. But like, yeah, we we try to do the silent thing, man. I, I, yeah. I wasn't. I, that wasn't my idea, and I wasn't into that. Just to let you know. <laughs> no, it's just. It was just like the abrupt like change in direction and your your like reaction to it was just like hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? It's like I always, whenever I see the silent treatment, I feel bad. I do because I'm like, come on. Like I know it's like eventually they're going to go over and give you the hey. And I'm normally, sure they did, Normally it's right? for but, a guy that the team loves. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes, like yes, the, yes. Normally they do that for a guy that the team really, yeah. really likes. But I'm like, doesn't Kyle want to go in and just go nuts? Now he's going to like wait 10 extra seconds or whatever. They, they came over eventually, Kyle, and started like, you know, whatever, pounding on you. Yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, <laughs> after the shock wore off, I was like, back into you know game gamer mode because i was already nervous enough that i had to catch against the red Sox and you know larry you know Uncle you know larry Silver yeah you know larry all a, as you can't go let you celebrate too much <laughs> we were just talking in the clubhouse the other day about uh when Larry didn't want me to wear the American flag gear when you were pitching. <laughs> <laughs> he was so mad that day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to hear this. So Larry Rothschild, Larry is Larry Rothschild, Yankees former pitching coach. Why didn't he want you to wear it, Higgy? <laughs> so it was, it was only a few days after that. Um, they, you know, All-Star sent me this really cool American flag looking gear for 4th of July. And 
Larry was like, oh, Higgy, you can't wear that. It's going to mess up the pictures. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be too distracting. And so, like, I was supposed to wear it all weekend. And then, so I didn't wear it the first two games that I caught. And I was like, okay. And then CC, I think, I don't, I don't know how it came up, but CC was like, you know, he somehow saw it. and he I was, saw it in his know, locker. I was like, yo, Hig, they, get, they sent you the stuff for 4th of July weekend. Why haven't you been wearing it? He was like. Uh, Larry said it's gonna mess up the pitching. It was the day that I was pitching. I was like, "Fuck <laughs> yeah. that! Wear that shit today, bro!" Like, <laughs> uh, even even after you said that, uh, Brownie was like, "Oh, are you are you sure that it's okay to wear it?" Like, like Larry's Larry's not too not too happy about it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Oh my gosh, that is so funny. And so you did wear it. And how yeah, about CC this? Pitch great. He did. Yeah, I'm looking at the day. line right now. Six innings, two runs, got the win. Yeah. There, there you go, <laughs> man. Oh, seriously. Yeah. That's just Silver Fox being Silver Fox, man. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Kyle, how about, I mean, obviously this year you've received tons of attention, uh, not just for your own good play, but also your relationship with Garrett. And and you received that. And, you know, last year we saw that develop as well. Um, and we it's interesting. We talked to Coney about, like, we had David Cohn on at one point talking about, like, just personal catchers and and sort of the, the details around that. And then Posada talked to us about that aspect of things as well. I'm just wondering, you know, first and foremost, how – how did you and Garrett connect? I, I know you guys have known each other a while, right? It goes back to, you know, I don't know how young you were when you first met. You could fill us in, but but how did you guys also then connect on a pro level to say like, hey, you know, there's something there working. You guys are clicking on on some kind of level that's that's worth acknowledging and and worth continuing to ride. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it was just basically the first time I caught him in a game, and I was like again, like really nervous because I caught him in, in 2020, I caught him after I came back from, from injury. I, th- I think it was like in September. And the last time I had even caught him in any sort of game or sim game scenario was like March of spring training. So I like, I had basically zero experience catching him and I was just like, Oh gosh, like, you know, hopefully this goes okay. Cause I, you know, he's, he's obviously very intense and like, you know, he, he definitely demands the best out of you. So, you know, I think it was like first three innings, we struck out like eight out of the nine hitters we faced. And I was like, I was like, wow, this guy is really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, that outing didn't end so great. I think he, he ended up giving up like five or six, but they were mostly unearned because we made, I think we made an error with like two outs in the inning. And, um, but it was like, I think, I think we just had like an under a basic understanding of like, you know, what, what was going to work against the hitters and, and kind of how he likes to sequence guys. Um, especially that first inning kind of told us like, like we were, you know, cause I don't think he shook me off really at all that first inning. And, striking out just eight out of those first nine guys, I think it kind of revealed a little bit of a, you know, kind of a, just a, a, a connection between our, our thought processes and, and all that. Now, what can make you nervous to catch a guy? Like, is it just because he's a little older and he, and he is who he is or like, 
If it was Debbie Garcia's first start, would that make you? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what could make you nervous uh, to catch a guy? You know what I'm I saying? Mean, I mean, I, I feel like everybody demands the best out of you know the catchers. Yeah, yeah. I although I I I was less nervous with you. Yeah, because we're like, homeboys. I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm not gonna get mad at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, you just never know. You just never know what. I, I would have been really nervous to catch Davies first start too, because it's like you want it, you want it to go so well, and you know you never want anybody to have a a bad you know debut. So I mean, it's just just a, a multitude of different factors. But you know, also even last year, I I didn't really have up to that point. I I still haven't had much major league experience. So it's like you just you always want to be you know know that you're doing the best job for the guy. And, um, I mean, I think Garrett though, more than most, he just like is, is really, really into trying to extract the best out of himself. And he knows that like, he can't do it all himself. Like he, he needs us as well to help him. So have you guys been knowing each other since high school. Yeah. 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 Um, we, we played for the angel scout team together and, and, uh, the, one a, a different travel team too, but um, we don't have we didn't have that much experience together. It's just you know the Southern California Showcase Circuit. Kind of Hicks Hicks was on that team. Uh, <laughs> basically, everybody that got drafted out of high school was on you know that team. So what, what a squad, SoCal. Yeah, seriously, man. How I about still, like- I, I still always contri- I still always take you as a NorCal guy though, Higgy. I still always claim you as a NorCal guy. The one year in Walnut Creek. The one year in Walnut Creek. (laughs) (laughs) How about Kyle? I mean, like, when when Garrett's, like, super intense, is he, like, saying to you, like, hey, you know, like, why'd you call that pitch? Or, like, how does that manifest with, like, you two and your relationship where he obviously loves and respects you and your work, but um, sounds like is also demanding? Yeah. um, it's, It's never, like, it's never like second guessing pitch calls or anything. It's more just like, you know, if I, if I say something in the meeting, like how we're going to attack a guy and then I go ahead and like try to call something else. It's like totally off that. And you know, it, for some reason, like I'm kind of going off the rails and like, I do something dumb, like he'll, he'll notice and he'll be like, (laughs) dude, we just discussed this in the meeting. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so it's like it's, it's like an ultimate level of accountability, uh, which is great. I mean, I, I think it just brings out the best in everyone. So uh, that's it's it's exactly what you would you would want in in an ace. Yeah, that's awesome because most guys would not confront you about that. You know what I'm no, saying? Like, like they wouldn't even bring that shit up, especially if you get the guy out. Like I don't give a damn. Yeah, I don't care what you call. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like a situation with with Randall Gritchick. And we were going to attack him a certain way. And I called like the opposite. And he's like, he's like, we just discussed, like, we were going to do this. <laughs> like, it, so, like after the inning, we got him out and like, but he shook that pitch that I called. That was like, I just, I probably had a brain fart or something, but yeah, 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 yeah I well, mean, he shook the pitch and, and then it, we came back in the dugout and I was like, I was like, oh. That you know what that that made zero sense. So, <laughs> <laughs> how how about the how, how much has the changeup helped him, Kyle? <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot. Yeah, definitely. Last year I was like, I think I think it's a little better this year. And and last year I was almost unsure where you know what situations to call it into because 
sometimes with a guy who throws that hard, it's like you want to make sure, you know, the guy's ready for a fastball because, you know, if they're not, they could just run into the changeup. Um, but now I think knowing him a little better, I, I'm, I'm a lot more confident in terms of like when to call it, what batters it, it, it'll work great too. You know what's interesting is catcher's a position where uh, there, I feel like more often can be a platoon than other positions. Like even thinking to the Yankees dynasty teams, right? Um, it started in 96. It was Leritz and Girardi, right? Then eventually it was Girardi and Posada. And, mm-hmm. you know, event, it took a while before Jorge was like the, the clear like dude. But for a while it was a split. And right now it's a, it's a split with you and Gary. You have rightfully earned playing time beyond just catching Garrett Cole with your work, not only defensively, but offensively. What is the dynamic like between you and Gary as you go through that? Because it is unique, I feel, to the position of catcher when it comes to baseball to have that sort of situation. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, we have a great relationship. Me, you know, me and Gary, we we help each other out. We're constantly like, you know, trying to balance ideas off each other in terms of how we're working the hitters and and handling our pitchers. So I think we both just understand that that I mean it's gonna take both of us playing well to to win a World Series. So it's it's not gonna do anyone any good to hold anything back or, you know, be gunning for the other guy. Like that's just not how it is. If we both play really well, like in some way or another, like we're gonna be where we need to be. Totally agree. Now um Kyle, you uh we started the podcast uh, talking about uh Meister Talkman and uh, and Game of Thrones and <laughs> and you're just there. Are you also? I don't know. C may already know this. I don't know. Are you also like C and I, like a Star Wars guy, Harry Potter guy, Marvel guy? Like, what are you? What are you into, Kyle? Uh, pretty much all that. I mean, nice. I, yeah, I I'm into all the Star Wars movies. Um, used to play the video games. Um, I'm in the. I, I read all the Harry Potter books. Nice. I think my, my mom like loves to tell the story about how when I was younger, like if I got in trouble, sometimes she would take my books away because I was like <laughs> reading, I was like reading these Harry Potter books under the covers with a flashlight at night oh, that's when I was supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> Makes me sound like a like a dork, but I mean, <laughs> hey, we, we we support being a nerd on this podcast. We are nerds on this podcast. We are because we are nerds. Yes, that's that's what we are. That's awesome, man. Okay, so now I have other questions. What what's your favorite Harry Potter, uh, either movie or book? I mean, I think I think my favorite book was uh, Prisoner of Azkaban was really good. I thought interesting, but I mean, I don't. I kind of like at this point, hardly remember the books, you know? I'm sure. It's Time to so reread them, ago. Kyle. Time to reread them, man. <laughs> <laughs> and how about, did you, have you been like, for Star Wars, have you been into like Mandalorian as well? And the, you know, the different stuff that's going to be coming out on Disney Plus? Yeah. Um, I had the the first year of Disney Plus free and then I, that that got that ended so like so no, you I don't have seen Disney anything. Plus no more. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, Kyle, hey, tell someone on the team to share. <laughs> don't share, no, buy fucking Disney Plus, guys. 
This is the big leagues, guys. This is the <laughs> shit I used to have to go through, Ruko. Like, these guys, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm not paying for Disney+. Plus. I love it. <laughs> yeah. You, you get Hulu with it and ESPN+. Plus, all right? You yeah. can get the bundle. He don't give a fuck. He ain't buying it. You hear that little <laughs> chuckle? Yeah. yeah. You, you need it because you need season two of Mandalorian, man. Oh, it's, a, it's a principal thing. It's like I had it for free. Now it's not free. And... <laughs> <laughs> and now you can't go uh, back. Yo, you need, you need be, to do it. Before you go, though, bro, I gotta, you know, I gotta ask you, do you have a joke for us? <laughs> you gotta have a joke, because I know you told a joke last night on the bus. <laughs> we haven't we haven't been doing uh many of the uh no the mic sessions on the bus. Oh wait, yeah. is, 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 is well because since are the you COVID, the main since, joker? Oh, because of COVID. Since yeah. COVID started, they like spread us out on like three oh. different buses, oh. so it's it's kind of weird. But 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 well, maybe hopefully with everyone being vaccinated, that goes away. But I need the I need the um that background here. See, is Kyle like known for his jokes? <laughs> oh yeah, he's got the best jokes, bro. Like so we like anywhere we land, you know, we always get on the mic on the bus. Um, most of the time it's late nights, and then he gets on and tells a like. Normally, it's a great joke to get everybody going. That's great. I love it because you, Kyle, you have this like understated deadpan way about you. So it kind of like I could see. He it, does I a good job of using guys' names too. He's got he can he can you know he's got a bunch of like you know guys' last names he can throw in there in his joke. Different stuff. Yeah, very creative. That was that was like the, the main theme was there was like you know when I was like in big league camp not doing anything for so long, I'd sit in the bullpen and like me and some of the bullpen guys would think of jokes based on people's names and like <laughs> they're, they're brutal, but <laughs> the guys like them. <laughs> oh, that's great. Is there anyone off the top of your head to, to re put you on the spot after C did that you could think of, even if it's an old one to bring back that, that you think well, would be funny. CC's was one of my, one of my favorites, which was, uh, I would say like, you know, how, how does CC get clean? And, it's he takes a bathia <laughs> <laughs> or uh jacoby i had a good one for jacoby too it was it was <laughs> how how does jacoby call for a fly ball in the outfield he yells very loud <laughs> <laughs> you had That's a good text did you have a good text one too? you had a good text one you remember the text era one? Oh yeah um <laughs> <laughs> you didn't you didn't like this one <laughs> uh i think it was like well oh, i can't remember it either. yeah i can't remember it to share yeah, i can't remember it but you it can was only good remember that he didn't like it huh? <laughs> i remember we were on the bus in toronto when he told it i remember where we were but i don't remember it <laughs> yeah uh, that's terrific oh i had one i, I had one for uh it was why was why was Cameron's uh, or why was Cameron sent to the principal's office? Why his teacher thought he may have been cheating. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great man. Yeah, yeah. So I like late it. night, guys. It's three in the morning. Yeah. He keep telling jokes on the mic. Oh, I think it's just hilarious. people were delirious. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the only reason they thought they were funny. No, hey, you know what? You may have taken advantage of an easy audience, Kyle, but it doesn't mean the jokes weren't funny. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're three for three right now. <laughs> That's uh, outstanding. Well, Kyle, um, 
We don't want to take up any more of your time on an off day, man. But your journey is, it's amazing, dude. It's amazing your perseverance in the minors. Um, It's amazing the way you change your swing path, the success you're having at the big league level. I mean, we didn't even talk about how you just are incredible with all the defensive metrics um, when it comes to framing and 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 you know the softness of uh, your hands, which sounds a little strange to say, yeah, but you know what I'm saying. But you know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. Move on to the next thing, Cass. <laughs> you know, it's quiet hands is what there I meant. Quiet hands. That's a lot better, right there. <laughs> that was, you know, you know what I'm saying, though. He can catch. He can catch a hundred, and just the hands are quiet. Just, just leave it. Just leave it. Just okay. go. Just go. But seriously, man, we're uh, we're, pr- we're we're proud of you. We're happy for you man in in the great season you're having and continued success and um you know if you uh if you think of some more jokes and you want to come on and share them with us you're welcome anytime (laughs) oh thank you guys for having me this is this is really fun 